You got what it takes to be a maverick To become a legend of the super pick Triple captain bench boost or a wild card It's not a double game week, these decisions are hard We've got 45 minutes on this podcast To guide you through so you don't come dead last But we know it's all about the differentials Or will you captain Salah again this week? FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks. We have a special episode down in the Green Isle, which is Tasmania, Hobart. I am joined by Ross. How are you, mate? Very good, Benny. Quinster, how are you, mate? All good, back again. Back to back. <laughs> and my driver, the tester driver, Mr. Hyde. How are you, fella? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me along, mate. <laughs> Thank you for coming <laughs> down. Um, today, as always, we're going to be going over FPL and all the madness that's been going on recently. Um, we'll have a brief chat around fixtures. Any strategy pieces? We've got a couple of lads on the wild card this week, so maybe we'll get a take on that. We'll go over the Mavericks competition and what a Maverick is, give you a couple of differentials and how that can help you um, in your FPL season. And then the Maverick captain and upset of the week. I am not going to lie. We are in a cidery and we've had a couple. Gwynny. How are you feel, feeling, big man? I'm, I'm feeling good, actually. A couple of ciders in, had a little tasting paddle, moved on to the spirit one now. Um, I'm ready for some picks. <laughs> ready for some picks? <laughs> Outside of the uh, picks on the bar board. Outside the apples. <laughs> <laughs> for all the ri- listeners here, we are uh, safe and responsible. Our driver, Mr. Hyde, can, can confirm that you are compass mentis. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> Roscoe? Not Compass Mentis. <laughs> Who's Compass Mentis? New sighting. <laughs> yeah, he's Greek. <laughs> On that note, cheers. We'll have a quick... Uh, cheers, lads. Cheers yeah, to the FL Mavericks. Yeah. Cheers. And down the hatch. Sorry for the interlude. Oh, Benny, you just shot at yours. Jesus, man. Is that not the whole point? Apple liqueur. Sip it. Oh, there you go. I'm here for enjoyment. Fair enough. Uh, well, moving on with the podcast, Roscoe, I feel like you've been doing quite well. You're a, a regular FPL guest. Do you want to talk us through your game week last week and how you've been going? I hate to see it, but there's green arrows, just like an apple. Small, <laughs> yeah, small shades of green this week for a change. Um, if that was an apple, what would it be? It wouldn't be a Granny Smith, would it's it? It's not quite a Granny Smith, no. What's halfway between a Granny Smith and a Red Delicious? Pink Lady. <laughs> a Pink Lady. A yeah, okay. apple? We're pink, pink Lady this week. <laughs> My best result this week has to be Aaron Cresswell for eight points, um, who I've held for a few weeks now, and he, he finally came through. Um, obviously Haaland captain and uh, not much else going on. I put Ward in goal over Pope, uh, which returned eight points as well. And unfortunately for me, Pereira on my bench, uh, missed out on 10 points there. But 57, bit above average, some small movement in the right direction. 
yeah, happy enough. Uh, who was a standout performer other than uh, the robot? Because it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit boring FPL when we all uh, put our eggs in one robot's basket. No, but I think that's the, the good thing this season. There's definitely some unpredictable results. And, and when you look at the stats, it doesn't necessarily add up to what the, the scores have been. So uh, I think Wolves had 24 shots, um, but I still got eight points from Ward because uh, they didn't score. So eight points from Ward, eight points from Cresswell. Fair play, mate. 57 in that game week is a massive score and uh, all rivalries aside, fair play. I mean, the it's one, only massive compared to your score. The, the one thing I can see <laughs> that, that you did make a slight mistake on that seems as though nobody else did is that Andreas was on your bench for 10 points, but alas, you've done well, mate. Ezzy let me down. Quinny. Yep. Flying at the top of the league. Well, no. 12, 12th in the Mavericks league out of about 120 or something like that. At the moment, but yeah. I'm slipping down badly. How have you done? I've got uh, 51 points. Everyone pretty much got two points apart from the robot and Warding Gull, who are my bookmarks. And then on my bench, I had 10 points in Andreas, six in Justin, and six in Nico Williams. Nico Williams. Yeah. So literally any subs out out pitch apart from the robot, and I would have uh, probably got a green arrow. So what's that? Twenty-two on the bench. Yeah, twenty-two. <laughs> Without the goalkeeper as well, which is pipe. I made a good decision picking Ward, um, but yeah, it wasn't great. I got average, but I think because I'm a hundred thousand or something, it's sort of not not great. You're all right, mate. I think, overall, I've gone down. I think looking at your bench, you know, having Nico Williams against Liverpool on the bench, true. Justin at Leicester, Andreas. I think I, I spoke to Roscoe previously. Leeds set pieces. You should probably have put him on there if you're going to have him in your squad. But everything there, I think, is the right choice. And you still got 51. Yeah. You're still in the league. You're still in the hunt. Um, and you're the exact opposite of me at the moment. Which Jake? Which is? Sorry, Mr. Hyde, our driver, <laughs> <laughs> isn't going very well. Um, I'm now four millions in the world. I decided to captain Salah, who did absolutely fuck all. I was actually uh, hurling abuse at him as I was uh, watching the game after a couple of beers last weekend, having decided to have a little punt on him. He got me four points. Everybody else got me one or three. Uh, and fucking Nico Williams was my highest scorer on the bench with six points along with oh, Ward. I don't blame him. I so, your sympathy there. Look. A I week took, to forget. I took a Maverick captain and, as we say on this podcast, genuinely shot, shot me in the ass after I was starting to see some shoots of recovery. And I was chasing down Roscoe. Uh, 30 points in it between me and you. Now it's probably 60 minimum. Yeah, well, I think you need a lot of your goals. Well, look, I think we've got a, a rivalry that. Uh, <laughs> you're the one I look for in the mini leagues at the moment, along with Cam Budney and my missus, Emily, who is beating everyone on this podcast, bar Gwynny. So let's jump into that. Um, Can I just quickly ask, is there still a, uh, a bet on the shirt and sort of drinks at the end of the season on this? No, so actually we, we, both, tie, we both owe one each. Um, Roscoe's just considerably worse because he has to wear a lead shirt on the night out. So yeah. we decided to leave it at quits until we actually fulfil it. Okay. 
Roscoe is just a busy socialite that doesn't have any time for these bets. Can you even so. buy a Derby shirt here? It doesn't matter because I lost. <laughs> I have one he could have won, but yeah. But I won the year before and he won last year. So we're, we're tied at one all, but we've not cashed in either bet. So We, we need to cash it in. Um, moving into the Mavericks League. Top of the league, Chris Bay of 830 points. That is ridiculous. Um, fair play to you, mate. He's, he's a good 35 points in front of his nearest compender in Matthew Childs. Matt Leafley, who I am looking forward to having a beer with in London uh, in my return in November for the World Cup, is on 788. He will no doubt be telling me how good he is at FPL once I see him in London. We've got Gary Chandler, our mate that was on last yeah. week. I, who, think, I think he might have. Did he use a chip? Oh, no. He didn't use a chip. Gary, if you're listening to this, Gwynny is that doubtful of your FPL ability. <laughs> He's just asked if you have a chip. No, I used. think he used a free hit recently, which is a bit rash, but I mean, fair play. Up there, 781. Um, we've got a couple others in Daniel Bates up all the way down to uh, Mitch, Luke Mitch, the, uh, the the man that just is uh, a stick insect to the top 10 in 775. Trying to look through the league quickly just to see who's had some major scores down in the bottom, because if you're like me in a, a down near the 100 mark you still need some love to be honest what's the sadness league say the sadness league has had a huge uh change up mr budney has finally taken me over in the sadness league i am now the bottom of the sadness league oh no yeah it's not good he's only one point in front though and i actually had the maverick balls to go with salah whereas he's gone with harland so what that means for cam i'm not sure if he takes that <laughs> <laughs> He'll be listening to this squirming in his FPL grave. So, after we've gone over the leagues now, we will jump into a brief chat around fixture strategy and how we see the game week going on. We're pulling out um, the FPL Mavericks dashboard and we'll just have a quick look at the fixtures this week and see how we fall. Jake, I think this is a unique um, position for somebody who knows a lot about football but for some reason in the eight years I've known you in the in Australia will never join my FPL league or play FPL for some and so much knowledge um, looking at the fixtures mate who do you think has got the best rung there we talking just this weekend just this weekend and even in the next three weeks up until the World Cup because uh, the World Cup is uh, only yeah. three games, two weeks get away. Yeah. <laughs> Just having a brief look, mate. Who like who do you think? Well, straight up uh, this weekend, you got to go with Liverpool, haven't you? Sorry, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Marsh is on his way there, isn't he? Would you, would you, I think everyone's in agreement there. I think a team that can't score and can't defend. Yeah, mate. Like, look, I think I'm very biased. <laughs> with our support and always look at the upside in a manager. But I think for all our amazing performances, as simple as this sounds, we can't defend and we can't score. It's all right dominating huge patches of possession. It's all right having lots of ball, having lots of chances. But genuinely, if you can't keep the ball out of the net and you actually can't score, then you're not gonna do well in football. And, you know, at the moment, I think Jesse, um, encapsulates 
a lot what is wrong with football. It's all about style, it's all about you know the fancy tactics, it's all about the patterns of play, but actually the cause of and fundamentals of football don't change, which is you keep out the opposition and you score, and that's football. And so at the moment he's not doing either. I think Liverpool is his last hurrah. If he doesn't put in either a good performance, which is going to rouse the fans and keep, keep them on his side, then he's gone. Or if he doesn't get a positive result, he's gone. Um, I feel sorry for him because he did a good job last year to keep us up. But now moving forward, if you ask me, would I take Son, Sean Dyche over Jesse March? Right now, I'd, I'd take Sean Dyche. Just keep us in the Premier League. Yeah, we, with Dyche, you're going to get a certain style of play that you know is proven. You can always keep a team up. You proved it with Burnley year on year, right? So, yeah. I think as well, looking at those fixtures, another team who are picking up at the moment, I'll go Everton. I reckon they can get something at uh, Fulham. Um, they, you know, that was a fantastic result last weekend. Was it 3 0 they won? Yeah, I think they've genuinely got a chance of Fulham there. I wouldn't say they're the. They're hit and miss, aren't they? And they always concede. So, I would put, I'd, I'd definitely go with uh, the two Merseyside teams. But Arsenal. Gwinnie, Arsenal, Forest. I think, I think we're, we're, I think we're My like a sandwich team. We've got good bits of bread on the outside. We've got Chelsea away in the middle, which ain't too great. Although, historically, to be fair, I think the last two seasons we've won away against Chelsea. We, we were talking earlier. We were talking, like, Forest have not conceded that many goals in the last four, but yeah. what would your score prediction be for Arsenal against Forest? Well, I think they've changed their formation slightly because they were obviously getting beat heavily. Um, yeah. Now they've kind of gone to back, I think it's back five. Obviously done very well against Liverpool, um, didn't concede there, which was to the shock of everyone, probably especially Benny, captain in Salah. <laughs> I mean, I put, I put Salah in my team as well. I was I, cursing I, his name, mate. Cursing I his couldn't name. believe it, but um, I do fancy, I mean, they can't keep another clean sheet, surely. And if it could be one where if one goes in early doors, it could be a few. The floodgates I don't know, open, if, they, I don't know yeah. if they've been riding their luck, and I think, as an Arsenal fan, I might be a bit biased, but the Emirates crowd this year have been really good. I think we're, when we're at home, we're a lot better. So, yeah, I mean, I've put Saka in this week. What's your score prediction penalties. then? If you had to score go into your head, I think it's pretty hard. Because well, it also depends. This is obviously being recorded on Thursday before we know what's happening in Europa League. But we kind of need to at least get a draw with PSV tonight. So. Yeah, it depends. Hopefully no injuries, but I think it could be... I'll take 2-0. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair result. Um, I think everyone's looking at the, the top of the table here and just looking at this uh, results and uh, fixture tick here, if you like, on Tim's dashboard. Um, Man United and Man City are at the top there, but Man City should be top. The next four games or three games before the World Cup are Leicester, Fulham and Brentford. So if you don't have three um, City FPL assets I think you're kind of crazy we've had a knock or a little bit of influenza from Haaland so looking at the and I know we'll go into this into the captaincy this week is it all Haaland or is it all Man City are you still loading in to all your FPL assets Roscoe or Gwynny this is the week for Salah surely and then the the flag on Haaland um, with his sickness 
just really emphasises it. But the fixture, it's a great chance to get a Maverick captain in and go off Haaland, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what we'll quickly do then before we jump into the Mavericks competition, which um, I, for all the listeners, I've started to pull back, FYI, so no pressure, um, is into the players that have been transferred in and out at the moment. The most amount of players uh, transferred in this week. Can we have a guess without looking at the, the screen, lads? Jake. <laughs> if you was a guess without looking at the screen, Jake. Which you've got up right in front of us. All right, we'll forget Too many siders. We'll forget that question. That All right. The cure went straight to you. It is, did. is the responsible driver here. Okay, transferred in. We'll, Look we'll, away from the screen. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll not mess around. Almiron's transferred in the most. De Bruyne, Trossard and Mitrovic, followed by Kane and Foden. Um, most transferred out. All right. I'll, I'll remember my mistake here. Gwynny, who would be the most transferred out at the moment? I'm trying to think of anyone that's picked up a long-term injury, to be honest. Um, three, two, one. Mendy from Chelsea. Mendy, okay. Roscoe, three, two, one. I have no idea. He's no idea. It's not It's you, not letting me know. You've no idea because you can't work the spreadsheet. Hang on. <laughs> Tim's plate is broken. Hang on. With someone called Tim Yule. Hang on a minute. Where is Tim? Sorry. Here we go. James Salah. 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 Most transferred out. Really? Wow. Um, so Reese James, Salah, Alexander Arnold, and Luis Diaz. Diaz is injured. I can understand James and Diaz, but Salah and Trent, to be what? fair, I'll be looking at bringing them in. We might actually have to have a word with Tim Newell because I feel like this could be delayed data. We'll, uh, we'll call him out. People just losing faith in Salah, I assume? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, For that price. He's very expensive. Yeah. Maybe Tim's got something to say next time he comes on. Um, all right. Well, what we'll do then is... I can say, well, most transferred out midfielders is Salah, it is correct, and then Gross and then Zaha. That's crazy. Why would you take out Zaha? Zaha got a hard run. No, I thought I think, Palace's run looked okay there, didn't it? I think a lot of people have been taking out Zaha to get in uh, either Foden or Saka, who seem popular pips at the moment. And I think around that price point, that's why they've been taken out. So the apart from the injuries on defenders, James and Koulibaly are the most transferred out, but then it's Perisic and Trent. Wow, fair play. Perisic is a funny one because he's he doesn't he's not guaranteed minutes and Spurs haven't maybe collected as many clean sheets and he's not had the attacking returns people thought he was gonna have probably at the beginning of the season. As my well, favourite Spurs fan. I was here. gonna say, as my favourite <laughs> Tesla driver slash Spurs fan, maybe that is a, a correlation that we could go into deeper. Um, yeah. How do you feel of Perisic, mate? Look, I, 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 when we first signed him, I thought it was a brilliant signing, brilliant bit of business. Classic Levy, free transfer, someone very experienced, sort of the type to help someone like Sessignon particularly move forward and progress him. Um, we're not seeing a return from Perisic at the moment because I just think at 33. Okay, thank you. He's uh, he's struggling to adapt to the league a little. Um, he's and the way that we play as well is probably. I know we're playing the same formation as what Inter do, and where he played for them and done so well. 
we're actually playing we play in a slightly different style we actually sit back a touch more than what Interwood in the Italian league we're doing it even more so in the Premier League right and so he's not getting the joy moving forward as much as uh, he did in, in the Italian league he's not getting the space in behind so just to dig a little bit deeper there because obviously Conte was so successful everywhere he's been and he especially got you know Italian background and been in this area he's brought over Perisic from his from his last success um, do you think there is, I mean, because Benton Kerr was from this area, right? Yes. He was from Juventus. Yep. And then Perisic was um, from Inter. Yep. Do you think it's Italian uh, it exports, not necessarily nationally, but from this area, are hit and miss? And if so, why are they hit and miss? Well, I think, I mean, yes, they, <laughs> I think it's proven that they are hit and miss. But why are they hit and miss? Is it the speed of the Premier League that they can't handle? I think it takes a certain type of individual, like as well, like say Benton Coy is younger, uh, and he's very dynamic in the way that he plays and he drives forward, and he sort of seems like a natural fit. Same for Kulusevski, you could say as well. Particularly for us, um, you know, they're just sort of naturals. Uh, they've got that natural drive and physique that sort of suits the Premier League. I think from uh, from Paris's position, he's extremely fit. But whether he whether he wants to go again in the Premier League, I, that's what I would struggle with. I think that's where I think he's he is struggling. But surely, you know, I know he's won a lot of things and he's been at Bayern and he's been at big clubs. But you know, the Premier League at the moment is the best level in the world, undoubtedly. Other than if you play in Real Madrid. Real Madrid are the, the, the team that obviously keep winning the Champions League, but on a week to week basis, this should be the level that should test him week in, week out. And he's struggling in a way. Correct, and I think, you know, it kind of boils down to what was my point previously on, he's not getting the space higher up the pitch. So, because I think Spurs are sitting deeper than what Interwood in the Italian league. So he was getting joy, he was getting goals and assists the last few seasons for Inter purely because of the fact that Inter their defence was probably 15 yards higher up the pitch than what Spurs is up so therefore he's starting from a deeper position he's just not getting in behind when Sessegnon's played though he has got probably Correct. up much more attacking so yeah. what's the difference then is his that the balance at the back just his younger pace and stuff yeah, yeah. And, and just while I've got both of you on the podcast for the first time um and every, all the listeners, uh, I'm about to stir the pot a little bit here. Um, Jake is a huge Spurs fan, as you probably just guessed, and uh, Gwynstow, as we know, is a huge Arsenal fan. Uh, what is the difference in why you're being successful, Gwyn, at the moment, and why Spurs look destitute of ideas sometimes and are, are down in fifth or sixth? Is it just youth? Is it the manager? Gwynny, I'd love to hear your take. Um... I've got a couple of reasons, to be fair. Yeah, go on. I, I've just, just for all the listeners that have come in, Gwynny's just racked in another uh, <laughs> apple cider round, so yeah. I'm interested to hear this. Quickly nipped off. Um, I think, well, Tottenham, obviously, we know they can't really follow through with anything. <laughs> That's not a reason. <laughs> so, I mean, they've picked, us to, they've picked us to the top four, but at the end of the day, they don't really win you anything. And I think now they've been sort of, they've been clinging off having Kane and Son scoring a lot of goals. Son's obviously dried up. Kane's still sort of coming through a little bit. So as long as they keep a clean sheet, they've still been winning games. 
But I think now what's happened is they've got Conte in who everyone thinks is world class and to be fair to him, he's done pretty well, but it's so boring to watch. Whereas as Arsenal, it's exciting to go and watch the game. Okay, you never know how many now, you'll concede. We've now brought in a couple of world-class players. We've got Gabriel Jesus. I think we've got a lot more consistency throughout the team. I think goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale versus Lloris. I think Ramsdale's probably coming up. Lloris is on his way down. Probably quite even. I think the defence, Arsenal, is stronger. Midfield... I think... It's pretty even to be fair. Okay, let me stop you there. Well played, Gwynny. I was expecting for something like that. <laughs> Let's Jake, uh, the test driver, just you know, be subjective here. Generally, we can see Arsenal are having a good season and Spurs are having a bad season. I think some of that's down to form. No, but Spurs are doing all right. They're still top four. So I think well, just what, what, are the, what are the huge differences at the moment? Is it style of play? Is it quality of player? So uh, I think it's a couple of concepts. Right. What what we're forgetting is is Arteta's already been with Arsenal for how long? What three three years? I think he's going about three and a half years. Three and a half years. Uh, so he's got a full scope and identity of style of play and how they actually want to play. Whereas Conte has been with Spurs coming up. We've pretty much bang on a year now already. And all he's done is just got them to turn around and we sneak that fourth position so obviously expectations rose with that but in reality if we're going to have some form of project we're going to have these dips in form and we actually have to look at it that way and go you know he's only been with us a year we're going to have these dips like, essentially we're still ahead of where we were this time last year well ahead so we have definitely progressed it's just the issue <laughs> the issue is we look lost in certain games because we don't really have a, necessarily a plan B. So what you're begging for as a Spurs fan, which is quite refreshing, um, is Conte needs time. Although in, in the last press, he, he basically said that. Um, do you think all the Spurs fans are on side with that? Or there's a couple of mumblings about him, you know, with a result this morning, not going his way, want him to go? No, no, no. I, th I think, yeah, give him time. Look, because we, you know, we, if you look at our team, we when we don't play well with the 3-4-3 and we play the 3-5-2 it's just far too defensive yeah uh, we needed you know that Christian Eriksen style a creative centre midfielder to go in next to the Bentancur and Hoiberg or Bissouma and Bentancur whoever you play um, you need that sort of creative flair in there to be able to change that they're always going to play three at the back under Conte it's True. just what style you, you go with if 3-4-3 isn't working now also a big coincidence here of our dip in form is Kulzewski not playing just because him being that willing runner constantly and also he, um, he gets plenty of goals and assists yeah. and just creates creates space for the other two as well yeah to be fair I think there's been a combination of Kulzewski and, and uh, Richarlison missing in the last couple of games but I think that was a really interesting tangent and I uh, appreciate uh, Gwynny taking off the the gloves and I going would, hard. I would like to add that um, you can tell I'm obviously the driver because uh, I wasn't a complete bitch there. <laughs> with that response. Yes. Um, uh. Considering we've been mates for so long and we made a pact that we won't talk about this, you gave me a backhander right away. I don't really give you a backhander. I think ultimately what I'm saying is I think last year we were pretty even. You obviously started way better than us, then we came through, got ahead, looked like we should have got it. But to be completely honest, I think Tottenham had a world-class striker and they're a bit more clinical in the final third, which is why you 
got over the line before us. But no, I think now, Gabriel, we've got obviously signed to Zeus, a couple of other decent players, made a couple of good signings. To be fair, you have as well. I think actually both teams have strengthened. And against the other competing top four teams like Man United and Chelsea, I think actually Arsenal and Tottenham now are looking better than those teams. So I think both teams have actually got better, but I think we have more of an identity of the way we play now, which as you say, probably maybe because we've had our set longer. Um, and yeah, I think we've just got more consistency. But I don't think Tottenham really have a creative player, creative midfielder. So if, if Son and your wide players, Kulazeski, aren't firing, it's hard for you to score. Yeah, I agree. I can't deny that. One thing I will add is that Spurs at least has a fantastic brewery in their stadium. <laughs> Arsenal have Camden Hells in there, so that's all I've got to say. All right. Well, look, that was high a... chance Gwynny's walking back to the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll do, uh, that was an interesting segue, but we'll jump into the Mavericks uh, competition. Roscoe, can you tell the listeners, because I say every single week, what a Maverick is and what the competition is, please? The competition is trying to beat Ben on the picks. Um, guest versus the host but the uh, what a maverick is is a player that has less than 10% ownership meaning that you know not many people have picked them up and it's something that you'll put in your team that's going to give you a return that will help you move up the league so that is you want to pick good mavericks and that will help you increase your position and get away from the template template the template who hasn't been quite Tim Play recently, but now he's looking Tim Play again. Tim Play, uh, he was talking to me the other day, he's been slowly climbing his way back and he's actually looking pretty good now after a wobbly start. So, Like the Batman yeah, in Batman Begins. He sort of figured out what the template is. He was lost, maybe. Yeah. And now he's found. I agree. But yeah, that's a maverick. Yeah, fair play, mate. Um, look, as always, I give the guests their, their first pick. Which one of you boys wants to go first? I would say Gwynny can go first. Are you sure? He has probably had right. an extra cider than you, so I need it. He's so. definitely had an extra cider. Right, so my player... Are you ready? We're still waiting. Hold on. He is playing for one of... I mean, before this season started, you'd have said one of the best teams in the league. And I think last week United. I was on the podcast. No, no definitely not. Leeds United. Last week I was on the podcast with Benny and Gaz, and I kind of went a little bit rogue. rogue. And I was. Picking, I love that, by the way. Well, I was picking players that I thought. I watched the Arsenal game, obviously. Thought Bamford played quite well. So I picked him for one game against Fulham, and then the other one was um, Welbeck, who obviously quite like, but yeah, he didn't really do anything. This week, I'm gone for someone who I genuinely consider putting in my FPL team. Um, the only reason I haven't got him in is probably because of the price, but he's only 6.4% owned. Plays for, yeah, one of the best teams probably in the league, although they're not technically firing at the moment. I don't know if either of you boys can guess. Nunez. Nunez, yeah, correct. Um, I think 6.4%. I was actually shocked when I saw him. Yeah, 6.4%. And I saw that he played, obviously, in the Champions League game, got pulled off after 62 minutes, so that would you'd think he'll probably start of the week. And they've got Leeds away. Uh, Leeds at home, sorry. I think it's a night game as well. That's a good pick, I think. 
It's I think really it's, good pick. I think it's a great pick, and, and to be honest, like I, I knew this. Uh, Were you going to pick him? No, no. I generally thought he would be. His name would be rearing his his head at some point. He he looks class. Yeah. He just needs to keep his head. I feel like he's been. He's got a really decent temper. Yeah. Um, his movement is brilliant. He's just missing that run of games that Haaland's had and, and obviously it's not helped that Liverpool have had no form so and no doubt he'll he'll start when he starts scoring the only the only slight thing that I've got while I'm not obviously putting him in at the moment is one he's sort of 8.8 .8 million which is a bit of your budget and also two I'm not I, I think he will start based on this you know Champions League sort of coming off after 60 minutes um, I'm not 100% sure just because then their team isn't set in stone, but yeah, I think this week he could do really well. Jake, as a, as a non-FPL player, what do you make of Nunes? <laughs> I, um, what you said about his temperament, I actually like that. I love that bite, and I think that will um, actually do him well in the Premier League. In the long run, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that will, um, you know, once he learns to control that and use it in the right manner and channel Look at it Diego right Costa when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, housery, isn't it? All right, stop agreeing, guys. <laughs> We're back to friends now. Yeah, we kissed and made up. So, so you think he'll he'll go on to have a good career for Liverpool? Yeah, of course he will. I think, it, well, I mean, assuming Liverpool don't decline more <laughs> more than, than what they are and they do actually rebuild, which you'd imagine under Klopp they would, and he gets the, the supply that he needs. I think that he's a different player to what Liverpool have had so far. So I think the team's adjusting as well, uh, as well as him adjusting to the league. Roscoe, do you think there's any um, rotation threat from the likes of Firmino? I know Jota's injured at the moment. There's a chat about Nunes, um, you know, taking this, the glory from Salah, which could impact our captain picks this week. What do you make of the whole Liverpool from front line at the moment? Yeah, look, I'm, I won't claim to know a lot about the inner workings of Liverpool. I don't follow them that closely, but Nunes is the the younger player, the new signing is the future and surely needs to be favoured over Firmino. And then Firmino's come in uh, after a lot of injuries last year and, and delivered a lot of goals. And he was right up there. I think he was one of the top three or top five strikers for points um, because he got a bag you know, full of goals. So Firmino's there on form. Nunes is the player that they need to get the team playing with, I think. so. If I'm Klopp, I would play Nunez and use Firmino as my sub, because you've got to play for the future, not the past. I think that's a fair point, mate. Um, just for the listeners at the moment, um, in the Maverick competition, if you pick a player that is over 7.5, um, you will not get any bonus points, whereas if you pick a player that's under 7.5, you will get plus two points, which is evening the field, stopping players like Gwynny coming in and playing in Liverpool centre-forward. So, I'm going to fight fire with fire with my pick. Um, so, you're not going for a can cheapie? I, can I say one thing? Because also, on. I'm looking at Firmino, because I, I know there's that rotation risk, but I think this week, it looks like Nunes might start, because Firmino played 90 minutes against Ajax away. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Whereas, okay. um, Nunes came off after sort of 60. Yeah. So and Firmino's like, got the age as well. Yeah. If you do 90 midweek at that age... He's so probably think, younger than us. I think but. this weekend in particular, <laughs> he could be a good, he could be a good pick. Yeah, yeah. fair play. And, and I'm going to jump on the uh, Liverpool train. 
even though I'm a Leeds United fan because I think this is the end of Jesse Marsh and this for me could be at least 4 or 5 nil. Um, I brought him to my team as always I've taken a minus 12 this week because I mean what matters when you're down in 4 million really generally uh, I'm going to keep continue the trend of sticking in my uh, Mavericks every single week I've gone for Harvey Elliott he scored in midweek you can tell he's a very talented young player I think he's got bright future in front of him he's very dynamic although he started his career further up the field I actually think he's going to start becoming um, more of an eight, in my opinion. Maybe a little bit like uh, Mason Mount. He's 1% owned. He's only 5 million. He's starting every week. Um, and there's going to give me an extra two, uh, two bonus points against the guests. So I feel like it's a good pick and a good time to bring it up. Harvey Elliott. Jake. Discuss. Discuss Harvey Elliott. Well, I'm in a similar boat to, to Roscoe, uh, not having seen or proclaimed to know loads about Liverpool, but from everything I've seen of him, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously an extremely talented player. And actually, the weird thing is, obviously, me not playing FPL and uh, you having your little uh, Maverick chat uh, prior to, to us kicking off here and what your picks were going to be, I actually was thinking of him myself. As a, as a potential pick. I'm on the right lines then. <laughs> okay, interesting. We'll move swiftly on to Roscoe, who knows about the 2% bonus now. Who are you going for? You can see my two <laughs> options on my phone, can't you? Um, I'm going to go... Yeah, so I've got two names written on my phone. I had three, but one of them was Nunez. Nice. <laughs> and uh, one's... Uh, slightly more expensive than the other. I'm going to go with my first choice, though, which was Dominic Calvert-Lewin. It's not a bad shout. And it's a bit of a cheeky one because he's a very good striker and he's only 0.4% owned. And he's and now we know that he's not owned because he's been injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now he's back in the team and he's got a goal um, and Everton have had a good run. I just think, you know, go with quality. Um, he is an out-and-out striker that will get goals. Even in a game that Everton lose, he can get a goal. So I think that uh, Calvert-Lewin, his comeback, he's got off the mark. and um, Against a leaky defence in Fulham. <laughs> well, Fulham are top, top half, though. Like, you know, you can't write Fulham off completely. They're, they're nine for ten. Can I say one thing? You, uh, you picked on me for picking Bamford. And uh, who's the other? That's because Bamford's hopeless. He is. <laughs> well, no, I'll pick Bamford and Welbeck, who hadn't been on form, but they're good historically. Now you've picked a good historically player. Yeah, but he's a, he's a is it because be the fixtures, I guess, I'm, are looking good. Jake's well. made my point for me. Okay. Calvert-Lewin is comfortably better than those two. Welbeck has never really achieved much at all. Has Welbeck ever hit 15 goals in one yeah, season? He's, he's, you know, he's not a good striker, really, by most standards. Bamford had, did have a good season, but as a avid fan of the championship for many years, <laughs> following Derby, <laughs> um, I've seen lots of Bamford, and he played for Derby, and he's pretty ropey. Like he misses a lot of chances, so you have to give Bamford five to ten chances for him to score one or two, and under Bielsa they did. And if you look, um, Benny knows this much better than me, but when you look at those games that Bamford got goals in, 
Um, Leeds were creating 10, 15, 20 chances and Bamford would get one or two. By the way, we still create 10, 15 chances. Well, and Bamford still, and if Bamford still can't, can't score. So scored, anyway, yeah. I see Bamford and Robert very differently. Um, no, Calvert-Lewin, I think, is a top-class striker. He's just been injured, that's all, and he's back and he'll score. That is no think, more logic I, I than think that. I think a good pick. But you can catch him now because people aren't on to him yet yeah. because he's only just back. Um, mind you, there are strikers with great fixtures. Like I have Tony and he does have a good run. So it's why would you get rid of Tony at the moment? Likewise, um, uh, Jesus has a good run. Yeah. Mitrovic and Kane have both been very strong. And then everyone would have Haaland. So I don't know how to fit him in to I mean, an FPL team. Well. But he's got, if he gets good minutes, they've got good fixtures, he probably will. Everton have... Yeah, they're on form. That Palace result was a great one. Um, I just think, yeah, he'll be on penalties, I assume. Um, that is an assumption, but I, I presume he'll get penalties. So, yeah, Calvert-Lewin. My, my other choice, am I, am I giving it away if you're going to use the other one? No, yeah. I was looking at Bernardo Silva. Um, and Bernardo's 6.9 million, 9% owned. And Calvert-Lewin is 7.9 million and 0.4% owned. But Silver, I think, just under the radar, he's actually pulling the strings again. Yeah, fair play. And what was um, Calvert Lewin's uh, price? Sorry, seven point nine. Sorry, guys, we really are about to close up. Yeah, no worries. We'll just finish this. Um, so yeah, we've been we told we've got to boot out. I'll finish up with this uh, Maverick <laughs> pick. Um, so that's another plus two for Roscoe, and I'm going to take the full advantage of that and pick my final Maverick. Which is Benny White Benny of Arsenal. White, White, White. I think I've gone very solid here to pull this back to 8 4, hopefully. I don't need to go too much into him. He's playing out of his skin. If he doesn't get called up for the World Cup, it's a fucking travesty. Um, he should at least be in England's squad. Very solid, can play in the centre back too. He can play um, at right back, which he is doing at the moment. Or is it left back at the moment? Quinny? No, right back. Uh, isn't Tommy Asu at left right back? So Tommy Asu last year was playing at right back. He's now gone to left back. In basically, we put him in uh, for the Liverpool game, stop over at Balls to Sada. He did really well there. Kept Tierney out the squad. Zinchenko's injured. So yeah, Ben White's been playing right back pretty much all season because we've had obviously Saliba came in as the right centre back. Mm. Arteta likes to play right centre back, left centre back. Gabriel's left footed, right cent right footed centre back. But yeah. Um, White's quick as well, and I think the, I think recently that's a good pick because he's been a bit more attacking. Obviously, last week he overlapped. Got he can assist. whip a ball in that moment. Yeah, I think mean, that's a really good pick. I I, I think I would was actually going to put him in this week, but I only had one free transfer. And I've noticed he's gone up from 0.44. Oh, sorry, 4.4 to 4.6. So obviously he's been a popular transfer in. I feel this is where I make my ascent to take you guests down. To be honest. 4.6, 7.4% owned. He's on 47 points already, so he's up there with um, you know, lower-owned defenders. Good pick. He if should I, be on for a clean sheet. He should be on for a clean sheet. He's against Nottingham Forest at home. Everyone can have their day. I think Nottingham Forest will never do that again. If they do that, then I'll look an idiot, but at home to Arsenal, yeah, no chance. I think um, that's a really good Maverick off. Yeah. Again, what do you think, Mr. Tesla? <laughs> of Ben White? Yeah. Um, look, I have to admit, 
um, that I agree again with the fact that he's, um, I begrudgingly agree, should I say, a, a cracking player. Um, also want to add how handsome he is. Um, <laughs> and his name's Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's a shite part, obviously. Um, but no, um, he, he is very good. And I, you know, and actually I was shocked that he wasn't in the most recent England squad. And, and if England are going to play three at the back, which I think we should, just because I don't think we're good enough at the back, I why think, do you he, think, should be, just I think he should one, be one of them. Why do we play three at the back? Well, you, you've got more security with three, three central defenders. I, I heard Paul, so. Paul Merson had this on the Soccer Saturday and he said you only play three centre-backs when you don't trust to play two because they're not good enough. Yeah, He's like, The only way you play three is because you can't trust two. But if, yeah, but as English players, Would you do just you know want how to Mag- play four? Sorry, three? Do you know how to play three? Well, City play three. Uh, what? John Stones and, is and like in and Tottenham out. play three. Dying. And um, what, So who would you have in that Ars- back three? Arsenal play three now. Who would they be that back three then? What, Ben White, Dyer and... Stones. I think Chelsea play three. But you've who's in the middle then? James, I know he's injured, but you would have had, like, if you James and Walker can play in the three. Yeah, but who's in that middle? White can play in the three. Okay, so talk me through that. Who is the middle pivot? Is, um, is Joe Gomez going to get fit and back to what he used to be? Is he? Sure. <laughs> he was my maverick last week. <laughs> I'd put, I'd put no, Dyer in. With, what, the middle? Uh, the middle for leadership? Yeah, I'd put Dyer They're in. Not, who's in the a left? three. But you can't, I wouldn't put Dyer in Stones. a two. I'd put Dyer in a Stones three. Stones the left and then Ben White the right. Yeah. Yeah, Dyer's, yeah well, there you go. Yeah, Dyer, well, Stones, Stones and, and White. There's, there's dynamic there. Southgate, if you do want us uh, to help you out, give us a call. Um, all right. The, the cidery here is kicking us out at 5 p.m. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, and it's jump. 10 past 5. It's 10 past 5. <laughs> They're sweeping um, up. <laughs> They're collecting apples at the back there. Um, moving on to uh, Maverick captain. We all know Av- uh, Maverick. Um, Haaland is a doubt. He still could come on for 20 minutes. That's the shout. Do you captain Sa- uh, Haaland? Is there somebody else like a Salah or... Well, I'm captain in Salah. Okay, that's good. Winnie, who are you captaining? I'm captain Salah as well. Yep, I'm captain in Salah. Jake, who are you captaining? I'm joking. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I'm captaining football. The shock on Jake's face. All right, face. the lights have actually gone out, okay. so we probably right, have to stop. Let's speed this up. All right, upset of the week, Lazzy. Are you done finished that? <laughs> <laughs> we, do that? we could do that. Back Benny's got an agenda uh, and we're finishing it. We're finishing this <laughs> on site. Uh, upset of the week, Roscoe, I'll let you jump in first because you get upset if I don't let you have a shot first. Okay, I'm always upset if Forrest get a result. I haven't even got the fixtures up the here. The man's squirming to get his... He's that drunk, he can't get his fixtures up. Um, here we go. So, upset of the week would be... Brighton beating Chelsea. There. Jake, you can go next. Mr. Test. I suppose I can't choose the same fixtures. You can't. exactly what I would need to go with. Um, okay. Uh, is... Another upset. Um... I'm just going to have to be quick, aren't I? Three, two, one. Not in the room, out the room. <laughs> Villa at Newcastle. Villa at Newcastle, fair play. Jay Gwinster, the Iniesta of FPL. I'm panicking here. I'm going to just go, uh, just because I hope it happens, Leicester against Man City. Yeah, and I think it, it'd be fairly obvious what you think my upset would be this week. Leeds. Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. <laughs> you would be note. upset because Marsh would keep his job. Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, listen. 
I wouldn't mind him staying along. I feel sorry for him. I think some of the performances he's he's had um, have been very yeah, unlucky. You've done some really good plays. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse no, Marsh playbook. I'll still go with Leeds. I'll support him until he's gone. Let's Lads, go Leeds. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been a very interesting uh, FPL Mavericks episode in the Green Isle. Roscoe, did you enjoy that? I did. I also enjoyed the six or seven ciders. And the liqueur. <laughs> Jigwinster, the Iniesta of I've FPL. Loved, I've loved the uh, hour podcast, whoever it is, and the probably six hours of being in it. I actually enjoyed it. My favourite part was you and Jake having a set two on uh, Tottenham Arsenal. We're never going to agree, but I mean, I think actually we're both happy with where we are. True. Uh, Mr. Tesla. Thanks, well, thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you for having me as a non-FPL guest. That well, must be a first and probably a last. We'll have you on soon. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, fellas. There you go. Both actually recorded. Right. Is that still on? You've got to hit. Let me just uh, think.